Anyways. Hi. Hi. Hello. Or, oh, are we just jumping into it? I just also realized that we didn't even like say, okay, let's start. We just say. Okay. Oh, yeah. We didn't plan anything. Hey. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the quintessentials podcast we are a bit rusty <laughs> buenos dias <laughs> um, it was so fun like getting to release this last episode shannon did a new logo our new song went really well everything's Yay. been like super good <laughs> very good very good very Anyways, good how are you guys i've missed you in the last seven days we haven't done this <laughs> i know right what have you guys been up to danielle i know you had a very exciting saturday <gasps> oh my god there's a squirrel outside hello <laughs> did you just squirrel but like with a literal squirrel like an squirrel. actual squirrel <laughs> i squirreled with the squirrel she squirreled with a squirrel i went to see stevie nicks and billy joel last night at arrowhead stadium and it was i listen I grew up listening to that music with my mom and she always told me like Gypsy was my soul song and yeah. hearing it live I cried. Aww. Seeing her in the flesh breathing her same air was Isn't that bucket crazy? list. Yeah. It was amazing. It's so funny because like you think about things like that whenever it comes to being around like your idols or celebrities that you really aspire to like meet one day like I remember when we were in New Orleans we had a moment where we were like Joe is in this same exact building we're yeah. in the same building <laughs> that shit just like boggles in my mind and then I mean you still get that same feeling when you go to concerts like that too you know yeah. so that's mm -hmm. awesome so what was like your favorite part of the concert um, well, I can tell you my least favorite part first, and it was the fact that it was the actual gates of hell last night. It was like 147 <laughs> degrees outside, and what? I think I shed 23 pounds of just sweat from my body. Yeah. But the best part of last night is my sister. She, I swear to you, carries around fairy dust and unicorns, and she is just an aura of rainbows because this mm -hmm. happens to us. This is not the first time something like this has happened. She got us upgraded to floor seats. Like security Whoa. came up to me and, was, and came up to my sister and said, you guys look like you're having so much fun. And do you want these? And just like handed us the, the freaking wristbands. And we put them on. And my mom was because she only had two. And my mom's like, I'm going to stay here. And I said, no, like, Leslie, go. And she was like. Well, I'll give you two the wristbands, and then I'll give your mom a security wristband. And so she got to come down there with us. And walking up while Rianne was playing. Oh, that's my like, favorite song. out-of-body experience. No fucking way. <laughs> like, yeah. you're walking up close, closer to them, like, just yeah. like, oh, my God, D. It was wild. I had such Jesus. a good time. It was amazing. Billy Joel was great. But definitely checking that one off my bucket list to share that with my mom and my sister was just unbelievable. I had such a good time. 
I love oh. that. That's yeah. awesome. How was your week, Shannon? What'd you get into? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, just working and uh, yeah, just been like chilling at home, just trying to I feel like I feel like I've been dealing with like a burnout that I'm trying yeah. to get out of. Yeah. So I get a little executive dysfunction when I get home and I'm just laying there like scrolling on my phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> I you know, that. everybody cool, needs cool. those days, though. You've kind of got to recharge sometimes. Yes, indeed. So uh, we have quite the most exciting. What, what, do we want to talk about anything else before we keep going? You, you're weak. Like you always forget oh. about yourself. <laughs> I don't know why. I, th- th- nothing. N- nothing really exciting. <laughs> nothing exciting. I, I will say this. Like, I have spent a ridiculous amount of time, like, getting ready to, like, do stuff. And then I don't do it. It's like, like that ADHD sort of, like, frozen moment. You know? Yeah. But, like, for the last 48 hours I've been at my house and I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready to go to the gym. Or I'm getting ready to clean the room. Or I'm getting ready to do this. And then I just... Nothing. Nothing. Not a singular fucking thing. So t- I, today I finally took my ADHD medication. I was like, if I don't fucking clean, I'm going to fucking just, just go. <laughs> nothing, nothing will happen. So I've been reading and I've been cleaning and I've been making new friends and everything's fine. Oh, and then dating sucks. That's th- Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's just going to be it. a common theme, I feel like, through this season for me and Laura is just how terrible dating is in your Dating 30s. is awful. Dating is awful. Truly just, mm-hmm. like, the gates of hell awful. I, I did, though, I, I actually did do something on Friday. All right, I went to my first EDM concert on Wednesday. That was so fun. Ooh. Yeah, it was this artist called Jai Wolf. I, when I tell you, I was like, wow, I can't believe I've gone 30 years not going to a singular fucking EDM concert. Um it was pretty tame from what I understand by comparison. So I, I don't know. I might try and step it up next time just to see what happens. But um, it was really good. He was a great, really great artist. And then on Friday, I did go out and I gave a stranger a ride home. That was really dangerous. Yeah. Just living your life on the edge at any given moment, Laura. Honestly, this guy just looks so sad and his friends left him. And I was trying to help him get an Uber home. And like his Uber app wasn't working and neither was mine. Cause I was just, and then I was like, let me just fucking take you home. <laughs> it's just stupid. It was very dangerous, but you know what? It's fine. I, he was like, I can pay you. I was like, just, just buy someone coffee in the morning. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You know, pay so, it forward, pay it forward tomorrow. Anyways. So on that note, let's talk about men. Yes, please. <laughs> Dude, can we talk about something that's missing that we have not seen? Is where the fuck, where the fuck is Jeffrey? Where's Jeffrey? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for coming uh, back. Hello. We missed yeah, you so much. I, I, oh, my face is messed up. Here we go. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. I, I have uh, missed you uh, so much. So if you had, no, if you're just listening, Shannon has this, like, <laughs> Jeffrey gold bloom pillow pillowcase pillowcase anyways so um <laughs> i'm fine everything's fine i'm not i'm malfunctioning you guys everything's fine we're good let's progress anyways men 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 men
This was our transition. That's it. It's you doing that. Absolutely. What we are doing with this whole thing is just talking about men that fit the female gaze category. And with that, what we've been trying to do is kind of just avoid the topic of like conventionally attractive men, you know, the kind that are like just hot and talented and therefore are kind of, okay, I hate to say it like this. Don't judge me. Right. But if you're just like hot and you are an actor and if you're just hot and an actor, I think that's like, what else? Mm -hmm. What more about you is going to make me, like, completely obsessed with you? So, anyways, so but this episode, we want to dedicate it uh, to, to those people, right? To the people that are conventionally attractive. And, boy, do we have a list for you. Um, but, Shannon, you had something that you wanted to talk about with, with the male gaze versus the female gaze. Well, it's basically a quote saying how, like, the male gaze is, like, the men that are super masculine. They think that's what the women want. But then there's yeah. another part where it's like, well... Some like the the softer kind of masculinity or soft boys, but then the mm-hmm. female gaze written by women, men, walk right in the middle perfectly. Right. Just perfectly walking like a fine line. And they said that's basically what writ- men written by women basically means. It's just kind of toggling between the two. Because if you look at they're like, they're masculine, but there's something like really thoughtful and amazing about them that kind of makes them attractive to us more than just like looks if that makes sense right because at the end of the day it's so funny because I think that you always see like men at the gym working out like really and my, my thing about it is is like do they actually get in like crazy shape to like gain they don't get in shape for women they get in shape for themselves it's like the same thing with women when women get dressed they don't get dressed for you know, men, they get dressed for themselves. And let me tell you, absolutely nothing is more satisfying or gratifying than a non-male, uh, non-cis male paying you a compliment about what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the most satisfying thing. Um, but you're absolutely correct. It's the, it's the fucking, the line between like, like a, a great emotionally available personality and looks. That, that line Sure, absolutely, is the female gaze, and I love it. So let's talk about some guys. (laughs) Danielle. (laughs) Go ahead, Dee. I know you have a list. I have such a list. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you kidding? (laughs) This is my... Wait, I wrote a whole... I've I've post-its. I have so many post-its I'm trying to work through, so... Do you want to just set it off with, like, your first nominee for conventionally attractive person that we're talking about today? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for probably one of the first five people that pops into everybody's mind when they hear of conventionally attractive men. And that is none other than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> God dang He... Listen, that man is a golden retriever. Like, I'm not kidding you. Everything about him hugs that fine line. He is conventionally attractive, but I love him because of all of his unconventional traits. His sense of humor, the way he treats his wife, the way he looks at his wife and other women with such adoration. Yeah. Every single film that that man has made has been the same exact character, but I eat them up every, every single time. time. Like, it's a brand new, like, groundbreaking character. I'm like, oh, know? my God, Ryan, this movie was life-changing. You did such a great job. <laughs> Do you guys know the first thing I ever saw him in was in Blade Trinity? 
and he had that beard and he was chained to yes. the floor and you got to see the veins in his V. <laughs> that? That, 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 that changed something in me, my brain chemistry, when I saw that as a young teenager child. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I remember him in Blade Trinity. Holy shit. I completely forgot he was in that. That was the first time I saw it. I thought the first movie I'd ever saw him in, seen him in was Amityville Horror. Oh, that's the one I was about to segue into because like, <laughs> hello. And like, the thing is like back then we didn't know Ryan Reynolds the way we know him now. He was just right. a big dumb himbo, you know, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, himbo, like a it. hot, like okay actor. And then like, yeah. Mm-hmm personalities social media's personalities come out there are a lot of men that also agree with this like i think ryan reynolds is a perfect example of um being perfectly in the middle of the female gaze and the male gaze but 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 the thing is that's like the that's exactly what it is right like men love him for entirely different reasons than women love him you know yes. what I mean? Because he's just a cool mm-hmm. fucking guy to men. Yeah, right. And sure, like some men will sit there and be like, yeah, he's beautiful. But women will be like, oh, my God, he's hot. But also we just love the way he talks about Blake and the way he like worships his family and how he's just a family man and he's fucking hilarious. And I mean, so like, good. yeah. Also, Blake Lively. I mean, what a woman. What? Yeah. What a woman. And I mean, she's like hilarious. I feel like they're made for each other, honestly. Yeah, they are literally each other's versions. Like Blake Lively is the Ryan Reynolds version of a man. And Ryan Reynolds is the Blake Lively version of a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love them so much. (laughs) Fucking fabulous. (laughs) <laughs> but I uh, I give Ryan Reynolds a 10 out of 10. I don't know if you guys know this. Well, you probably know. Alanis Morissette and Ryan Reynolds dated. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I know that. <laughs> and Alanis Morissette wrote a song about their breakup. It's called, no. it, it's called Torch. And I was reading the lyrics and I was like, oh, my God. Because we all know how much of a poet she is. She said, I miss your smell and your style and your pure abiding way. Miss your approach to life and your body in my bed. Miss your take on anything and the music you would play. Miss cracking up and wrestling and our debriefs at end of day. That sounds like an emotionally, like an emotionally available man. You know what I mean? Like maybe their breakup was like really just like amicable. <laughs> it could have been was totally like their, ske- their schedules probably, you know, if she's touring and he's acting like... When would they have time together? It could have possibly been that. But that's just the thing. If Alanis Morissette is writing a song about you, then you 1,000% fit into the female gaze. Yeah, and she doesn't (laughs) hate you. You know, she actually still likes you. Unlike you ought to know. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. If she doesn't write a disc talk about you, then you're good. Yeah. So we love Ryan Reynolds, all personality. And first of all, Aviation Gin so Have good you tried it? I, it's so fucking good i am not a gin drinker and when i bartended we actually got a shipment in when it first came out and i was like well i'm gonna have to try this i mean it's ryan reynolds <laughs> and going into the, the drink thinking i don't like gin i think it tastes like christmas trees i was like <laughs> this is so good <laughs> whoa i think it tastes like christmas trees yeah it's so like much pine. to unpack there like, you know when you spray at Christmas time 
the like Christmas tree scent and then you might yeah. walk through the room a little bit after and it kind of gets in your mouth a little bit. That's what I feel like gin tastes like. Wow. Yeah, it's very floral. Yeah. Floral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love a good um, French 75 with aviation gin. So good. So, so good. Yum. Maybe I should have asked for that in my martini in uh, Philly because the one they gave me, that gin tasted like bleh. <laughs> in the martini. Oh, I did not like dude. it. I don't like any martinis, so it's fine. I don't think any <laughs> gin will make that better for me. It's the olive, honestly. It's and I said I said what I said and I meant what I said. I will not be having another martini unless Joseph himself just goes. There you go. And I feel like you'll enjoy it then because he clearly knows how to order a filthy martini, and I feel like he would give you the mm. perfect one. It would be yeah, great. correct. And then yes, I know yes, you yes, would yes, probably yes. be like, oh, my God, this is so good, even though you're, like, hating every second of it. Because you're yeah. not going to tell him that you don't no. like it. Because I'm a fussy eater. <laughs> yep. Damn it. I did it again. Fucking accent. Laura, you remember when my boyfriend said, uh, just just imagine you're drinking ocean water? What, just to kind yes. of help get it down. But Joe loves fish. So it makes you wonder if he just likes that oceany, briny, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, he's a salty boy he's a salty boy yeah yeah who's next yes who are, who are we talking about next i want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> the reaction i need to talk <laughs> I, need to... I feel like i know who you're gonna say let me try to guess please benjamin barnes <laughs> is that who did i get it right <laughs> <laughs> The definition of a morally gray man, ladies and gentlemen, Benjamin Barnes. Is he morally gray? No, he's Dorian Gray. Hey! Thank you. Um, ben Barnes, to me, is the most perfect man in the world. I Honestly, I, I don't have words. There's something about him. It's the way... It's in the eyes, the way he looks at people, the jawline, the way, like, his entire just demeanor, the way he walks. There was a video. Oh, okay. Okay, wait. There is a... Here's the thing. I love him for so many reasons, mainly because he already always plays these, like, bad boy characters, you know, like, these villains, these, like, really dark characters but then when you see him in person he actually is like this massive ray of sunshine and he's just lovely and he's all handsy and like you know he's there was a video of him and the cast from shadow and bone and they were talking about something that they did and he's like ben wasn't there because ben was in bed like an adult (laughs) (laughs) um but he i'm gonna i'm gonna play this video because okay hold on (laughs) There was an interview, a, a press junket that he was doing, and in this press junket, this woman is talking about how men, like, how women always want the bad boys, and he's like, yeah, like, you know, I women always want the bad boys, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not a bad boy. I'm just really well behaved, and then this girl <laughs> says to him, but men don't usually go for the bad boys, and he get the smile that he does, and he goes, don't they? don't they and then he goes some of us do (gasps) (gasps) wait 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 i need to play you this video okay wait hold on i love men that know how to talk like that so confident they're so sure of themselves they just speak the other thing about it for me is like he was always been he's always been perfect like did you ever watch 
you've watched Narnia. You've watched him as Prince Caspian. You've watched him. Did you watch Dorian Gray too? No, but I've seen the videos. <gasps> I mean, let me just tell you, it is immaculate. But uh, his Dorian Gray is perfect. He was in Westworld the first season. And it was, he was so good in his little like cowboy attire. But to me, what? I just put two and two together that that was Ben Barnes in Westworld. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, are you ready for this? Watch, listen. Yeah. All my life, women are like, you, you, you know, when, you, when you're growing up, all the girls just want the bad boy. And you're like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not the bad I'm really well behaved. But the boys don't usually go for the bad girls. Though. Don't they? Or do they? Don't I they? don't know. Maybe they do. do. Oh, the eyebrow raise. I saw the whoop. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. So here's the thing. Ben Barnes is my resand when I'm reading Akatar. In fact, anytime I read a book, (laughs) it's fucking stupid. I know who that is. Okay, I read that part. I know who it is. (laughs) Yes. I can kind of participate now. (laughs) Anytime I read any book. And the main character, I'm blushing right now. This is so I read, and the character has dark hair. Immediately, it's Ben Barnes. Immediately, yep. I'm like, Ben Barnes, great. This is. I'm it. gonna tell you I right want- now. Every book that I've read since Akatar has had a tall, dark-haired, just that type of person. And yeah. you can always count on having Ben Barnes in your books. I have tried. I have tried to imagine like other guys. Like um, the only other one that I imagined like successfully was when I read Ugly Love from Colleen Hoover. I imagined Henry Cavill, who is also on my list. But um, <laughs> and that, I did that very successfully. But Ben Barnes is to me is the perfect resand, and I will die on the hill every time. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Well, I don't know what he's got coming up, but hopefully it's a lot. He's also a musician. Oh, he is. Even better. Also, if you're listening to this, take a shot every time I've set Ben Barnes throughout this <laughs> The dynamic that he has with the person that plays Alina Starkoff off camera, they're, like, incredible friends. They're, like, very close, but it's also, like, it's, like, the kind of stuff that you write about, and you're, like, that's a slow burn waiting to happen. So here we are. Shannon. Here we are. Take it away. I have one now because because when he said Ben Barnes and you were talking about his eyes, it made me think of somebody else. Um, Josh Hartnett. Oh, he's a hearty. He's a hearty. <laughs> Josh Hartnett. He has those eyes that cut into you like blades. And that is literally like I've always been a brown eyed girl, honestly. And another thing that I really like about him that is – kind of unconventional but he's always had a little gap in his front teeth and it's so cute um i had never seen pearl harbor but i did watch some clips recently on youtube and i'm like yeah yeah he was perfect in that perfect perfect Um, josh hartnett is fabulous he um i watched i did watch him in pearl harbor um and i feel like that was like the first time when i was like this man is perfect what other? What else was he on in the early two thousands? I know he was in Penny Dreadful. Thirty days and thirty nights. Else. Huh? Thirty days of nights. Thirty days and thirty nights. When he abstains from sex and he finds the love of his life. Oh wow! Is that what it is? Yeah, girl, it's so good. Wow. What's it called again? Thirty days and thirty nights. Holy shit! That is 
that is the movie that I saw. That one, um, oh my God, is that the one? Oh, Black Dahlia. I also saw him in Black yeah. Dahlia. But is 30 Days and 30 Nights the one where he, like, they find each other? 40 Days and 40 Nights. Okay, yeah, the number was yes. wrong. But there's the scene where she's, like, laying on the ground and they're just, like, sharing an intimate moment with a feather. Listen, girl. Oh, I remember oh. that. <laughs> wow. When did this come out? 2002. Oh, my God. It's been out 20 years. It's so Shit. good, though. He's also in The Faculty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Faculty is a <laughs> banger. I will Lucky s- number 11. And he was also in Penny Dreadful, which I loved him in Penny Dreadful. He was so good in Penny Dreadful. Dreadful. In 30 Days of Night, he plays the lead male hero. Yes. And yes. he was so good in that. I love that. And I love vampire movies, but it's not a typical vampire movie because they're, like, beastly. But, like, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Hartnett, wow. And he's aging like fine wine. He's like in his 40s and he looks amazing. So who, oh my gosh. Who's next, Danielle? Yes. Can I, I want to bunch some together. Okay. Please do. Go ahead. Because there's a trend that my mind puts these men in a category. Oh. Okay. I've got John Krasinski. Uh-huh. Matt Balmer. <laughs> And then there was a third one. Can't remember it. But was it was it James Marsden? James Marsden. Okay, listen. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. I wrote it down. Daddy. <laughs> the dads. <laughs> like when I see them, they are delicious. Okay, don't get me wrong. So good looking. Yeah. But. <sighs> Go ahead. They, their family, you can see like a life that you could have with them, like out in the yard playing football with your kids. They've got the grilling on the barbecue. Like this is, I don't know. It's such a hard thing to explain, but daddy. No, like you picture, it's like the dads and you can picture like Christmas with them. I think it's so funny because I do think that you can also put like Ryan Reynolds in that category of like. And and also even like Hugh Jackman. And it's the people that are so just like Oscar Isaac. Yes. Uh, that's another one. Yeah. I mean, but mm-hmm. the thing about it is is like he to me, so like these are you you've nailed it. These are like the dads, the 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 guys that are that's are like super hot, but like just seemingly reliable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Reliability is very big. And, you know, we don't know if they are or are not, but that is the perception and the persona that they put out there. And so we are just biting what they're putting out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Talk to me about um, James Marsden. Listen, mm-hmm. I love him so much. Like, it's a I, smile for me. It's yeah. 100%. Like, I will just be watching a movie and I'm like, oh my God, I love him. Like, let's watch this. And then when he's speaking or when he's talking, this is me. Like, it's something, like, I don't care, like, even if it's something on in the background, if my mind picks up that James Marsden is in this movie, I'm, like, gravitated towards it, you know? (sighs) This is Mm -hmm. why I loved, ooh, you know who falls into that, like, dad's category as Patrick Dempsey? So watching Enchanted with the two of them in the same, Giselle! (laughs) Yes. 
Uh, that was so oh but james i james marsden was in x-men as cyclops and when we when we got to watch when i got to watch that and he was like all about like jean gray and he was like the boyfriend and you know you you low-key weren't really rooting for him but then like i remember do you remember okay do you remember when dvds had like you know you play the movie you had the audio you had the subtitles and then you had the special features yeah Mm-hmm. And it had like the deleted scenes, the alternate endings, yeah. the interviews, like that shit, like didn't necessarily upload to YouTube. That I remember being in my dad's house and when I was little and watching James Marsden's interview when he was doing Cyclops. And I remember seeing him and his eyes and I was like, those are the most blue eyes I've ever seen in my life. This man is <laughs> yeah. fucking perfect. It was like in 2002. It was so fucking long ago. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see his um, impression of Matthew McConaughey and how he, like, walked into it? He's like, he's like, you can't just do the all right, all right, all right. You got to say, oh, where'd, where, where'd you guys put my shirt? Like, <laughs> like, it was so cute. He just did it on a talk show, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I also really, really enjoyed him in 27 Dresses with Katherine Heigl. Aww. Oh. Yeah. Cause that's my, that's my actual life story. Like they've already made a movie about my life. Like <laughs> always the bridesmaid, never the bride, but Girl, he was the perfect you? man in that. And I just, he's just perfect. So <laughs> he's so good. so good. He was recently also in the show jury duty. Have you guys heard of it? Mm-mm. I think I saw something about that. Okay. So it's on freebie and, or if you, or if you only have prime, you can watch freebie through prime, but Basically, it's a reality television show that everybody's in on except for one person. So everybody's like a hired actor. It's a fake. It's a fake set. Everything is fake except for one person. Everybody is in. on. What are you looking for, Danielle? My cat is making really weird noises. I'm so sorry. Keep going. I'm just so distracted. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, No. So he was. um, She had a spider. (laughs) Sorry. She was like, she Look, Mom, I brought this for you. <laughs> oh my God. She's trying to she's trying to protect you. Tell you you know how to hunt. Sorry. In the show, everybody is in on this like story except for one person who thinks this is like real life. And so they bring in all these paid actors. The courthouse is um a set. They have like these actors um just like sleeping there sometimes and so there's like eight episodes of this trial that's happening and this kid this guy is basically put in through like he's it's just like the most outrageous situations are happening with jury duty and it turns out that he is getting like called in and James Marsden's there he's trying to like get out of it and yeah so he's playing himself but he's also acting a part of like the asshole actor you know mm-hmm. um and so james marsden was absolutely fantastic on it and like you're watching i don't know you just kind of see like the interviews of him and um the guy that they were kind of trying to prank um, and you just see that they created like a really fun friendship so oh yeah we love him yeah he's been like a really good source of support for the guy i forget what his name is let me find out um if you haven't seen jury duty it's it's really it's a really good show and it's like a really good feel good show um it's called this they call it a sitcom but here his name was ronald gladden um 
Yeah. Ronald so Gladden. The whole time he thought he was like, he was like a jury, a juror for like a real case. And it turns out the whole time it was a show. And they basically just wanted to put faith back into humanity um, mm-hmm. because he's just like a good person, you know? Wow. And so yeah, I've seen it pop up on my Amazon Prime homefront yeah. page or whatever. I cannot recommend it enough. It's so good. I'll have to check so. it out. Yeah. Anyway, so let's keep talking about the dads. You know what? (laughs) Okay. um, John Krasinski. See you later. (laughs) Or as I like to call him, Emily Blunt's plus one. (laughs) I love, first of all, I love Emily Blunt. But John Krasinski, I mean, to me, John Krasinski is Jim Halper and Jim Halper is John Krasinski. Like they. That's where my love for him started. (sighs) Right? And it's the, like. I don't know. I mean, he's he's doing Jack Ryan now, and so he's, like, the really ripped spy who's, like, super hot. But, like, I think what makes John Krasinski so hot is that he was that, like, sort of nerdy, mm-hmm. came out of the friend zone, like, the cute guy in the – I just – I don't know. I, that persona just sticks to my mind so much that, like – He's the guy that, like, the, the Chris Pratt journey that he took, John Krasinski is the one that succeeded with that journey, unlike Chris Pratt. Yes, because Chris Pat was in the Parks and Rec world. That's right. Yep. I, I I like that. I like that comparison. Yeah. Because look at him. He's directing. He's producing. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. He's also tied to Joe. I was gonna say he was. He was. He did a Quiet Place one and two, and I mean, yeah, that's awesome. I love how when we tell them we're not really going to talk about Joe anymore, we're going to find a way to sneak him into every episode. Yeah, it's like he sneaks into our logo like, hello, Mm -hmm. don't forget about me. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm I'm a true believer that John Krasinski is Jim Halpert in real life. Like, that's actually what he's like out out in the wild. Yes. The personality, the wits – and he's one of the few that broke that fourth wall. Like, he was always looking at the camera like... Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like if I were to bump into him, I would, like... I, I don't know. It's so <laughs> easy for the me. camera be like, where is it? Because I know it's here. <laughs> no, I just feel like he played such a good character on that show, and I think it's because he was just playing himself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they casted him. Like, I mean, who else would have played that role? Nobody. Didn't we watch audition tapes of other people auditioning for those roles? I didn't. I, I, I didn't. It's online. Okay. It's online. And it's crazy just watching other people audition for those, like, beloved office characters. Yeah. You're like, no fucking way. There's nobody else that would have been good at this. Yeah. You know? But the, he's so good. Yeah. That's like Joe's audition with, uh, well, we didn't see Joe's audition, but, like, the other guy that auditioned for Eddie were like, no. There's no one else that yeah. could have been Eddie. Yeah. That's you know what I hope that they release it. <laughs> he'll he'll be like no. <laughs> Listen, he I mean he got he, it was like a one two you know yeah. So he should be proud of it. Who else have we got here? Let's talk about Ryan Gosling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who was also in the Notebook with with uh, James Marsden? Yeah. James yeah. Marsden. Oh my God! Yeah. 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 He was the other man. I was low-key rooting for him. I think we all were. I was, yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> I know. I know. 
But I'm over here like, I guess that's the point of the whole story is like, you're going to end up with the person you're meant to end up with regardless, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we talk about Ryan Gosling and how he wears a necklace around his neck with the letter E on it and it's for Ava Mendez? <laughs> Throughout the entire, this is what I'm saying. He is a dad. He is a husband. We see this, like, we're, we just, we like, we want to like. Be worshipped. I don't want to say lust <laughs> after that, but like we we just crush on that so much because we want shit like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. i love how private they are too yeah. like i don't think they've ever been on the uh, red carpet together have they maybe once yeah you know what and that's the shit that's giving like kira sedwick and, and kevin bacon honestly yeah. they've also lived a very private life and have had a successful as fuck relationship mm-hmm. you know knock yeah. on wood if 2023 yeah. brings me a Kira Sedwick and the Kevin Bacon divorce, I'm, I'm never getting married. <laughs> they seem very happy on Kevin Bacon's That's TikTok. It. Yeah, that was just saying. <laughs> They're so cute. They do dances together, I and know. it's just beautiful. There's this one video where he was making a peanut butter and banana sandwich in the morning. He's like, he's like, I gotta be quiet because she'll get mad if I wake her up. And he was, like, being all quiet while making it in the kitchen while filming it. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, no, Ryan Gosling and Ava Mendes are absolutely amazing. And she, she he speaks Spanish now. Good for him. Oh, my yeah. God. Can you imagine them just, like, patting around their house, making breakfast, speaking Spanish to each other? Yes. I do it all <laughs> so the time. cute. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> That has to be just to keep the culture within, like, her children to make sure if, like, they can keep that Spanish culture probably right within. Yeah. So everyone's speaking Spanish. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so interesting. It's, I'm glad you brought that, you bring that up because that's, that's something that, like, I always think about for myself, right? If I'm, if I ever have kids, I'm always like, how am I going to make sure that they, you know, stay true to their culture mm-hmm. so I, I so basically that means that i just have to find a spanish-speaking man or teach him or That's one it. that will learn spanish for you like ryan yeah yeah exactly there you go i'm just gonna drop this name out i'm just gonna just gonna drop the name oh, okay. okay all right okay henry cavill ah! <laughs> that's it goodbye thank you for coming we've been the quintessentials podcast bye what hello how is that fair how is that man real he's amazing and the thing is he's a fucking nerd bro he's a fucking nerd you know he paints little warhammer figurines he's so cute and there is an interview of him on the graham norton show graham norton's like you paint like world of warcraft and he's like um it's warhammer actually and then like grant is asking what you do with it he's like yeah you paint them and then you have like little wars between all of them um, I will say though, I haven't really been fully attracted to him, but the moment he put on that wig and became yeah. Geralt, um, I... that first season was, oh, it was hard to watch with my boyfriend. <laughs> Let's just, <laughs> just say that. So, I, <laughs> I'm malfunctioning. It's not fair okay it's, it's really fair. hard to like form looks, what you want to say when it comes to henry cavill because i he is i literally am speechless when it comes to him and here's the thing like the fucking the way he's do you, do you remember that scene where he like he's sitting he's in like some type of bathtub and he's got his know? knee up he's got his knee up and like <laughs> and like he's just like i 
just sometimes I just we love a dirty dirty yeah. man that knows how to get clean amen that's you know what Shannon that is the name of this episode we love a dirty man that knows how to get clean a, the dirty men that know how to get clean right here it's official Henry Cavill will start and produce a Warhammer 40k TV show series for Amazon incredible oh he's producing it that makes sense because he I love that he, he probably wants full reign that's why he left The Witcher, you know, because he's actually a really he was a really big fan of The Witcher books. Yeah. And the fact that they kind of strayed away from the story in the books really kind of make I don't know, like I I almost I almost respect it. You know, mm-hmm. you know. It just kind of goes to show that like he takes these roles because he believes in the the project itself and it's more than just a paycheck to him yeah and i feel like he has taken the roles like that but my favorite one of my favorite that he's done is um and i hate to bring it up because the person he acts opposite of is horrible but um the man from uncle have you seen that movie who's who else is in that that's not good yeah army hammer oh (sighs) I'm so conflicted about her. No, there's... We're not jumping into it, but fuck! But damn, is that man pretty. It's a shame. I will say that. It's a shame. And then we can move on. He is a beautiful human. (laughs) But he is the perfect example of, like, what I... Like, Ted Bundy was gorgeous, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, women, there were... He had his fucking fan club outside of the fucking courthouse. And and you're, like, my girlfriend. Girl. Like, she's a murderer. (laughs) That means all of them women, if he ran into them, they would have they would have fallen for it and they would have been his victim because that's what he wants. <laughs> Danielle's like, I. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Danielle said, I love a morally gray man. <laughs> not just in my books, but in real life, too. But, honey, he's not morally gray. He's just morally dark. Like, yeah, let's move <laughs> on, shall we? So Henry Cavill, I've, n- I've never seen Enola Holmes, but can y'all tell me what his portrayal of Sher- Sherlock was like compared to some other Sherlocks we've seen? Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> is it the sexiest version of Sherlock is, you could ever have? The, absolutely. It's the sexiest <laughs> possible version of Sherlock. It's, it's the same character he always plays. You know, quiet, stoic. Um, a little, A little crazy. Broody. Yeah, like emotionally unavailable. Uh-huh. And that those are those are like what he's typecasted as, you know, like hot and good. <laughs> so yeah, that that's his portrayal of it. I did love um, uh, Sam Claflin's um, opposite of him as the brother, Mycroft. Ooh, that was really good. Yeah. Did you know he named his dog Cal after Cal L, which is the name of Clark Kent. His his actual name is Cal L from um, the Krypton. The, the I love that. Is Krypton the name of the planet he comes from? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And he's allergic so, to kryptonite. Yeah. So he <laughs> allergic. That's such an interesting concept. He's just allergic to kryptonite. Just instead of killing <laughs> Superman, it just needs to get him an epipen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, that's like a whole other thing is like there's a giant lawsuit happening right now because they promised him all of these Superman roles. Yeah, that's and right. And 
you know, he, they pinned him. Um, and when you pin an actor, um, it basically means that within a certain time frame, he can't really do much work without the approval of that original studio because he is pending contracting for um, a role. Yeah. Which is kind of like what they were theorizing was happening with Joe last mm-hmm. year was that he was pinned to determine whether or not Eddie was going to come back, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, there was like a giant lawsuit happening I th- there. I think it's him, Ben Affleck, and Gal Gadot. Or Godot. Yeah, they're all. Yeah. We should do we should do an episode on, on Gal Gadot because I. <sighs> woof. Woof. Yeah. Yeah. By panic um, page. Can I talk about someone that is conventionally attractive from a book or like in the book world? Yeah. That were they're wanting to fan cast into okay. a film. Okay. So okay. Um, can Yaman who <laughs> listen he's a turkish actor and everybody and their mom wants him if they continue with the akatar series being made into a show um word on the yeah. street is that hbo max is taking on book two through the rest of them which thank god hulu will do justice for the first one I thought that but, was a rumor, but if it's really happening like that, that it I needs can't, I to hope. be HBO. Is he yeah. is he going to be Ricent? Rice, no. No? no, honey. You honey, you haven't met his role you yet. <laughs> okay, I'm trying. I read like four Listen. hours of book today. <laughs> Listen, that's great. I just need you to know one thing, Shannon, is that your book is in prologue to this entire series. Oh, I see. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like uh-huh. I, I consider this book like the prologue to set the scene for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. So just next book is going to be. Just know that he is going to be one of the Bat Boys. Bat Enough boys. said. From your words. Bat Boys. From your mouth to um, God's ears, babe. Because he is. Perfect. Oh, my God. That reminds me of that Backstreet Boys song. If you wanted to be good, girl. Get yourself a bad boy. Bat boy. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Can, though, he's a Turkish actor. He's absolutely, insanely, unbelievably attractive, okay? Um, But he also is so smart. He's got a law degree. Incredible. Yes. Yes, honey. Incredible. Yes. He's so passion driven. Like I only read a little bit into him today, but if you can give me a man that is good looking, has a sense of humor and is smart, I am head over heels in love. And that makes me sound like a very basic person. Like looks aren't everything to me, but if you pair whatever it is that you look like with being smart and a sense of humor, I'm married to you. Like we're going to have a family. That's it. Those are the men that are in this list. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. He's so, you know, he was in a, um, he, he just, he partnered up with Dolce and Gabbana recently. Um, and is like their new spokesperson, their new like poster person, which did you see the video? There was like a video. Oh God. And I remember it's with him and the guy from 365 days. Right. Oh, I love, I love him. What's his name? Oh my God. He's so sexy and so dark and like, um, what's his name? Um, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle Moron. 
Moran. He's so Michelle hot. Anyways, oh. he is disgusting. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe him. He disgusting. is disgusting. Disgusting. He's disgustingly attractive. I, my values and my morals, out the fucking window. Out the window. What? Where? He's he's Italiano. He is Italiano. Italiano. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Show but yeah, that's own. my my book recom- my my book world contribution. Speaking because... of book worlds, there's another one that gets constantly brought up for God, I don't want to keep bringing it up. We'll we'll talk about it when we get to the Akatar um, episode. Shannon, who did you have in mind that come up? Ian Summerhalder. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of bad boys. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the moment yes. he came that... on screen in Vampire Diaries, I was like, done. Game over. Done. It's not Paul Wesley anymore. Sorry, babe. Honestly. <laughs> I truly don't think it was ever Paul Wesley for me. <laughs> My heart was still waiting for that dark man to come in. Yeah. And he came in and I'm like, there he is. You're like, there's my morally great man. There was a specific, so I don't good. know if he was on like the, the talk or he was on some sort of show and they kept blindfolding him and feeding him food. <sighs> mm-hmm. yes. And he was, he was, he was eating it so seductively. She was like, mm. Mm. And I'm he like, he knows. He fucking knows. He fucking knows, bro. <sighs> he knows he was written by a woman. That's the thing. And he leans into it. He's like, ladies, this is what you want. This is what I will give you. You know what I mean? This is the man that understands the demographic that he feeds into. That feeds yes. into him. You yes. know? Yeah. And also, what is it with the hot guys and like starting uh, liquor companies? <sighs> I will buy. I mean, I'll buy whatever they're selling, but that's fine. <laughs> His whiskey is actually really good. Brothers Bond. It's so good. I have a bottle of it at my uh, parents' house. Do you? Do mm-hmm. you know? It's not you know, signed, I but try it. Sometimes it's they so travel. Good. Sometimes they like will mm-hmm. travel to like liquor stores and like try and get yep. you to buy. Bitch. He's also married to Nikki Reed, who love I love. She's from Twilight. The reason I brought this up is because um, he's like super into charity work and helping third world countries. Yeah. And he's been doing this project for like 10 plus years on um, getting clean water to third world countries. Um, and he does all of this humanitarian work and he's just all around a good dude. Like, I really like Ian a lot. That is absolutely fucking it there was one thing that he also did and it was the hottest thing any man will do for their woman he went on on social media and basically told his fans to stop coming after his wife Mm -hmm. i remember when that happened right like i mean and i always think about that as like that's like and I hate to put it this way, but honestly, the bar is so low that it's really impressive to see a man just, like, set a high bar. You know what yeah. I mean? And I always think about, like, like Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber. How, like, not I'm not defending Haley by any means, but, like, Justin, I don't think Justin has ever come out to say anything to defend Haley. Yeah. You know, yeah. So seeing Ian Summerholder actually like come out and say, "This is the woman that I love," and if you are a fan of mine, then you will respect my choice on how I'm going to live my life and who I'm going to love and all of this. Like you are not, that. you are not a fan of mine if you are here to attack my my person. Mm-hmm. 
I remember that so vividly whenever that came out because yeah. growing up, he was my first, like, if he ever gets in a relationship, then I'm done, you know, like hyper fixating yeah. over this person. Yeah. And then he got into a relationship with Nikki Reed and I was like, oh, of course he's in a relationship with Nikki Reed. She's beautiful. And she also played a vampire and I was heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, they'll break up, they'll break up. And then he posted that and I was like, okay, it's real. Like yeah. <laughs> he loves it. It also gr- happened right after Nina Dobrev, him and Nina Dobrev mm-hmm. ended things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never liked yeah. them together. <laughs> well, I just remember when they broke up, they were still filming together as like a couple. Yeah. And I guess they were doing a breakup scene and like the tears were real. Oh, I know exactly <sighs> what scene you're talking about. Who is the other person we were going to talk about? Oh. Hmm. Three words. Duke of Hastings? <laughs> Who is your three words? Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence. Every, what, what are we going to fucking say? There's nothing to say. I mean, Ever since Kick-Ass. The glow-up was real. I will tell you one thing about Kick-Ass. I remember this like it was yesterday. My mother, we watched Kick-Ass, and my mom said, that man is going to be the best-looking man in Hollywood in about 15 years. And boy, was she right. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was like, and so, like, when that, she sent me. (laughs) She doesn't remember that she said this, but she literally said, he's going to be the best-looking man in Hollywood in about 15 years. And I was like, bleh, bleh, bleh whatever and because i was so like excited about the fact that it was like a nerd who was like a superhero just anyways long story short she was right mom you were right but i swear to god i i was already eyeballing him from the side but the moment bullet train came out i was like even with that stash i was that tan who is this that shot what else i mean here's the thing like to me like he's been in other things Yeah. yeah he's been in other things what was he what else was he on because all i know him from the esquire magazine bro can <laughs> jesus we... christ this movie where oh. he's got like blonde hair and a mustache anna karenina yes that one so that yeah. one but see here's the thing the absolutely most insane thing is that when bullet train came out it washed away every role he's done since kick-ass for me i blacked it out i was like this is this is it this is he's been in bullet train and in kick-ass and that's it but he's been uh pietro maxoff maximoff he was um wanda's twin brother in avengers isn't that crazy he was in godzilla he was in the kingsman yeah Kick he was in this too. movie called yeah. nocturnal animals i kind of want to watch it now it's oh that like one's so good it's so good could we, yeah, can we talk about how it's like uh, magazine season for the hot men in the world? Because I'm pretty sure wait. Will Poulter just came out with another spread. Speaking of Will Poulter, did you see the video that I sent you of Cole saying she looks like Will Poulter? <laughs> the eyebrows. And those She's are her so natural good. eyebrows in that video. They weren't even filled in. <laughs> the fact that she was like, I was dreading the moment somebody <laughs> called this out. Oh, man. No, I... It is magazine season. Okay, the men are... 
In the words of Kel, the men are menning. <laughs> Magazine season. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some uh, photo spreads of our boy this summer. Which one? Which Joseph. boy? We have so many at this point. The main boy. They can keep going. Like, I just want him to be in another magazine. Like, is that too much to ask for? I mean, if he's not filming, he can sure as hell be getting photographed. (laughs) Come on, Alo. Come on. You know what I know is going to happen for sure? There is 1,000% going to be a photo. (laughs) Sorry. There's 1,000% going to be a photo shoot of Joe, Paul Mescal, and... Pedrito. It's going to be that Entertainment Tonight, Entertainment Weekly magazine that comes out. And they're, like, they're all in skirts. They're all in like, like sort of like um, cohesive attire and they're all looking in a different direction and it looks super serious. Or they're looking at the camera like very like. <laughs> Y'all had to do know. a. <laughs> oh my God. Can we, can we maybe talk about Paul Mescal? As, like, just a person, like, right now as part of the – Because I – if you haven't seen Normal People – I haven't seen Normal People. That that is the most raw, amazing – at first you, like – he goes on a full character journey through the entire thing. And he's just a completely different person by the end. And it's, like, he's evolved so much. It's so raw and real and, like – He was nominated for that role, right? I think so. Yep, check. he was he was nominated for that for the Oscar for that role. Or was it that movie? Hold on. Well, it's a show. Maybe yes, it, that was, was that an was Emmy, it. maybe. Normal people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the Emmys, yeah. Lead yeah. actor in a limited or anthology series. Oh. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I he well I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but I do know that he was nominated for a lot of things. Yeah. I love it was, the it was accent, his Irish accent. Everyone's Irish accent is just, I love that it's all based in Ireland and, you know, that accent is just so, uh-huh. yeah. Speaking of, um, not to go back to Aaron Taylor Johnson, but like people that were rumored to play James Bond, you know who was also rumored to play James Bond who is gorgeous? Hmm. Henry Golding. Mm. from crazy crazy rich asians and persuasion where he oh that would have been wow yeah i would have loved it i would have loved it that would have switched it up it really would have it would have been like a a non-white like james bond you know yeah that's why they that's why they also wanted to have idris elba play james bond but i think idris elba eight is and I hate to say it like this, but it's the truth. It mean I think he's a little aged out of the James Bond um, world because I think they're trying to go a younger. younger route to have somebody play James Bond for like a longer period of time, kind of like what they did with Daniel Craig. But Henry, yeah, Henry Golding is gorgeous. And he, there's something so poised about him and like elegant. I mean, he really just gives like all old money vibes. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's got like a regal vibe to him. Regal. What a great fucking word. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I wanted to say. Good job. Thank you for finding my words. You're the best. Thanks. <laughs> Just call me your personal thesaurus. <laughs> You think that may have come from his maybe culture, you know, of just like politeness and like, um, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I think yeah, I think the way he carries himself definitely has a lot to do with with the culture um, that he's in. Not to assume anything, but you know, because I yeah. don't know much, but yeah. But I mean, uh-huh. the accent too, just fucking incredible. So, can we talk about one more person? Yes, I want to talk about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> that man has just gotten better with age. Okay fine one and he's so he is so funny do you ever watch his interviews like there was this time frame when twilight came out when he was super awkward and super weird but like he now has fully leaned into it and he's like hell yeah i'll do a twilight reboot tell me when and where i'll be there he's like i gotta figure out how to look like a 17 year old again yeah i it was it was almost like he was embarrassed by it for a while yeah yeah i think he was yeah yeah and now he's like, this but is he the movie has that just, made my fucking life. Like, he, and he has jumped into so many good roles. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that one? I went and saw it at a drive-in movie theater. And oh, what is it called? Remember Me? Maybe? No, it's like an action movie. And it was in like the last two years. Um, oh, my God. Is God, that the is one that Pete Davidson was promoting um, on the Jimmy Fallon show? Do you remember that video? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay, hold on. Now I have to find it because. Yes. Tenant. Huh? Tenant. No, okay. Maybe. Is that what? It... No, it's not that one. I haven't seen that one. It is. It's like another Inception. It's yeah. really hard to follow, but <clears throat> he plays this like British, like. Yeah. confidant security like secret service guy that's yeah. helping this other person like maneuver through the movie and I'm just like <laughs> is that my train or yours it probably mine <laughs> um, um but he has just like grown into such a good actor yeah such a good actor he wasn't before and like i will tell you that right now he wasn't he's just that a good. little bit on the not great side um he really grew into his skills yeah. um i think his turning point was that movie remember me is when i would like i picked him back up on my radar i was like okay boy i saw you had your time off and you brush up on your skills you're no edward cullen anymore um yeah, that was good or cedric <laughs> yeah um, but he's been in so many, like he was in, um, Tenet, Batman, Remember Me. Do you remember Water for Elephants? Water for Elephants. <gasps> okay. Such a good movie. Let's talk about his Dior campaign. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's it. That's, what, what do you fucking say? Nothing. There's nothing to say. It's perfect. It's immaculate. He. <sighs> Can I just say his so singing voice is so it exudes such emotion and like when i heard the over here in your heart or whatever i was like what that's coming out of his face <laughs> and um <laughs> like that's how we got that that that's see he's just he's just serenading his women and being What's funny that's how it is. <laughs> i love the tiktok videos that where they're like making up words for that song <laughs> so funny oh god listen i have to listen to it real quick because yes. it's so good What's i have around? to listen to it he so, says like hold hold me in your world. that was awful he sorry feels it. <laughs> he feels it what is the name of that song i think anybody ever i don't even never, think he wait, says a, never think 
hold on. I swear to you, he doesn't say actual sentences in that this song. Is, it's it, just it, an, it's like Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam. On a sea veil, on a head on top, head That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it never? It's got to be never think because it was during Twilight. Never right? think. It was never think. It's called yeah. Okay. Oh, and let me sign. It was called let me sign. The one that was in the um, the one that was in the movie was let me. Yeah. No, it was never think and let me sign. God, that was so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Speaking of conventionally attractive men, Ryan Reynolds for Met Mobile. <laughs> What's the thing? Not sponsored. Ryan Reynolds has figured out multiple sources of income for himself, and I, good for you, babe. Good for you. You love somebody like that. Here it is. It's so good. Like, it still stands true. The test of time. That song will always just be like, that's Robert Pattinson from Twilight. (laughs) I'm surprised they didn't have him sing something in the way from Nirvana for Batman. Right? <laughs> oh my god. That's so fucking good, bro. But that's it. That's all I ha- I was gonna bring like we can also talk about Dylan O'Brien. He's another one of my my unconventionally my conventionally attractive men that I find unconventionally attractive. Because I grew up with Style Stelinski from Teen Wolf. Immediately fell in love with him. Immediately. Hook line and sinker. Wow, Style Stilinski, I, yes. Style yes. Stilinski. Style Stilinski was like the true soulmate of Tyler Posey's character. I don't even know what, I don't even know what his character's name is. To me, it's just Style Stilinski. That show is not about anybody else. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody else's name from that show. I, Derek. I Who? know Derek, but that's it. <laughs> Styles and Derek, the two lovers in the fucking show. (laughs) Yeah, and then he went on to do Maze Runner. And then, so the world is just in love with Dylan O'Brien, and you find out that he's this, like, super chill, funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's playing all of these douchebag asshole roles the past few years. I'm eating them up. But he is, like... (laughs) so far from what he plays on tv like are you kidding me (laughs) he did um he did uh a um a thirst tweets like reading thirst tweets and he's like give me the dirtiest most slimy most vile tweets and he's just reading them and eating them up i mean he this is a man that just just leans into the fame like whenever whenever he's doing his shows and his like press and stuff like that he just says all right this is, he just has a good time with it you can just tell yeah um but going back to maze runner will poulter is also a maze runner and i'm pretty sure that was the first time i looked at will poulter and i was like er <laughs> hello and i was like is this a glow up starting to happen what's happening here what's happening to me is he yeah. hot now what's happening I was very conflicted I, about Will Poulter and Maze Runner. 
I think that Will Poulter might be an ongoing trend in all of our episodes, but I also have to say that did anybody else realize that Will Poulter just kind of like disappeared for a little bit and then he came back looking like that and we're like, that can't be him. (laughs) No, he fucking evolved like a Pokemon. He went from like Charmeleon to Charizard and you're like, when? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't realize that he was gone. Yeah. And then he came back and we're like, hello? Yeah. You didn't know you missed you wow. didn't know you missed him until he came back. You're like, oh, I've missed you. Where have you been? <laughs> wow. But is there oh, anybody man. else that we want to talk about? I mean, our list, we might do another one of these. Who knows? I have yeah. one more. Before okay. we go. Okay. Joe Manganello. Yes, tell me. Oh. Huh. <laughs> another dad. Another dad. Another dad. I here's the thing. But Joe Manganiello is my dream person for so many reasons. Mainly because he's just a nerd. He's just a nerd. Like, did you know his entire basement is like a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon, basically? Perfect. What? For, yes. His entire basement is dedicated to Dungeons and Dragons. Shut up. <laughs> and this man has had, I mean, he's going through divorce right now, and I'm sorry to hear that, but this man is going through, he was married to one of the most beautiful women in the world. But because he's also one of the most beautiful men in the world, but can you, we talk, can we talk about Alcide and True Blood? Oh my, yeah. This is, let me tell you something. When Alcide let me tell you came something. around, let me tell you something. When Alcide came around, I was like, who the fuck does Taylor Lautner think he is? Who the fuck does he think he is? Get the, get that. You man thought Jacob was territorial. Meet was Alcide. Like, get, he was so, fu- that whole, that whole character, Alcide, is the female gaze. 100% hard but soft like if you ever still you're three seasons in and you're still not quite sure what the female gaze is watch Alcide in True Blood and it'll all make sense oh. 100%. <laughs> wait also um his character in Magic Mike 2 doing the the gas station dance the gas station <laughs> Cheetos. He's like, my favorite part is whenever, whenever he goes, you can make that girl smile. He goes, that girl hasn't smiled a day in her life. <laughs> if let me tell you, let me tell you something. If there was ever a stripper, because I, mm, nope, should I? Yes, I will tell you. I've dated a stripper before. Laura it was really fun yeah it was really fun it was really fun (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm if for those that haven't seen the video I'm just watching flashbacks roll through her brain like a Rolodex right now (laughs) it was a good time time. anyways he was Brazilian (laughs) well there you go my gosh Anyway, oh my god, but I have a, I have the best story. So it's so funny because he was during the during night at night he was a stripper, right? And he worked for a male review and he was so hot. But the best part about it is that he during the daytime he was one of the guys that would like cut the meat and put it on your plate at Texas Day Brazil. <laughs> and wow. So every couple of months my parents would go to Texas Day Brazil um and on like a date 
and I will never forget this happened. <laughs> I will never forget when this happened. My mother comes home. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, you should have seen the guy that was cutting me at Texas Day Brazil. He looked like a Brazilian version of Hugh Jackman. And I pull out my fucking phone. And I was like, was this him? And she was like, yes. And I was like, mom, that is the guy I've been seeing for the last month. And she, I have, let me tell you. Let me just say, I've she had never been so proud. <laughs> my mother has never been more proud. Okay. She was so <laughs> proud of me. She was like, oh my God. And then I was like, she was proud for about 15 seconds until I told her he was also a stripper. She was like, fuck off. <laughs> so, Mom, just love me for who I am and just who I love. love. Me. Love me for who I am and who I love. Anyways, so. But he was good looking, so she was accepting of it. Not that she wouldn't accept anybody. She just made an exception because she got to see the, the shoulders and yeah. the pics. So, anyways. I'll probably cut I this, but, you. like, one of my favorite scenes from True Blood that really, like, is when uh, she can't find Bill. It's in the first season, Sookie. And then he comes out from the dirt. And yes. And do it right there. Don't cut this. Don't cut this. Okay. Don't cut this. That That's is the most female gaze sex scene I think way, of all fucking time. The way Bill looks at her when they first meet alone, I was definitely a Bill girl until he went a little, but yeah. Bill Compton is, season one, Bill Compton is 100% female gaze approved. Yeah. He's like, suck it. And you're like, suck it. That needs to be my name now. Oh, God. <laughs> Danielle. I wanted to be sucky <laughs> for so long. She Speaking was of so hot in that, too. She was gorgeous in that show. I love making, like, little connections to things, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's like. Bill Compton was a vampire and he was dating Sookie Stackhouse. Robert Pattinson played a man, a vampire, and he's dating somebody named Sookie now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Sookie okay, Stackhouse, Sookie Waterhouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, he's actually married to her in real life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stephen Moyer. Moyer and yeah. Anna and Anna Paquin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think- grew up watching Anna Paquin on that Fly Away Home movie <gasps> with the geese. Yes! Oh, my God. That was goose, such a goose, sad goose, movie. Goose, 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 <laughs> This was, like, a really fun and exciting episode. It really There's was. so many more men that we can talk about that are, like, the conventionally. But, see, here's the thing. Like, I want to read this article before we go because it, it encompasses it so perfectly. Um, hold on. Hold, please. Okay, so it, she essentially says, um, and the, the TikToker is, uh, her handle is Mads Ring Waldigan. Rings Waldigan. Um, but she says, uh, hotness and ugliness aren't opposites. Someone can be hot and ugly at the same time. And she has these dimensions of hotness. So there is ugly to handsome. So this is in the traditional sense of the word, right? Boring to interesting looking. Someone can be attractive yet boring looking, which makes them less hot. So you know what? Okay, this is going to, this is a hot take and somebody might hate me for it, but I would put the Hemsworth brothers in that category. (laughs) 100%. Because I I think that they are very boring. (laughs) So, but that's the thing is like you have the, the, 
it's like um like a cookie cutter version of hot you know mm-hmm. like all the chrises all of the chrises are cut from the same cloth except for chris pine chris pine is perfect okay all right i'll die on that hill um <laughs> Um, we, I love Chris Pine. Um, and then the other one is personality and context. How do they act? How do they treat people? Um, and then they go on to say, it's usually that third dimension, personality and context that truly affects how hot somebody is. Um, and then she pr- goes on to give, give examples and she brings up Henry Cavill. Um, he's the hottest when he's nerding out over building a gaming PC or when he's cuddling his dog. See, I like, love that. He's not hot when he's dressed up as like, like he's like he when he's granted. Okay, like sweaty Henry Cavill just coming home from the gym. Absolutely, but he's not like just hot whenever he's just doing whatever. It what makes him hot is the fact that he's just like a nerd, you know. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was that was the article, and I thought it was really interesting. Um, not all guys have terrible takes to this, though. Um, never mind. You can cut that part out. That reminds me of something I would always say, and, like, what guys I would say it to, they would not get it, but I think you guys will get it. I'll say there are men that I that are attractive and men that I'm attracted to. And yes. When I, and when I would say that, they'd be like, what, I'm not attractive? And I'm like, it's not about that. It's like yeah. this attractive. The, the attraction's like inside you it's not just with my eyeballs you know yeah I I completely agree with that it's it's I also think that that kind of develops more the the older you get you know like there would have been a time in my life when I would have been like completely destroyed by the idea of Chris Hemsworth and just been like <laughs> hyperfixation. like you know what I mean like but now the older I've gotten, you start to kind of develop yourself and your personality and like what you find attractive in a person beyond just their looks. And honestly, I, Henry Cavill is gorgeous. But when I think about how gorgeous he is, I don't think about just his looks. I feel like his looks are like really nice, like sprinkles on top. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, yes. cherry on top. It's the cherry on top of like an already delicious Sunday. <laughs> I love it's that. It's a banana so much. split, baby. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um. Anyways, this is so fun. Let's yeah. do it again. Um. What are we talking about next week, guys? Should we do a music episode? Because I can talk about Harold right now if you want me to. No, I think we should do a music episode so you can talk about Harold. There you go. Because I okay. feel like Harry isn't really conventionally attractive. No, he's not. You know, but like he's hot for sure. Like the tattoos and the personality. Anyways, well, this was so fun. This was so fun. <laughs> I think that we um, do this again. We revisit, revisit conventionally attractive people in the future. We may even like dedicate an entire episode to one or two of the guys that we talked about today. Um, but we won't tell you too much about that right now. Yeah, no, it might be this season. It might be next season. It might be two seasons from now. Who fucking knows But we, we've only got the first five episodes laid out because of the stupid strike. It's not stupid, but it's just stupid because we can't lay out the rest of our season. (laughs) 
Um, but anyways, uh, do we want to take it away into socials? Socials. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hello. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Instagram, Miss Danielle, M-I-S-S-D-A-N-Y-E-L-L. My TikTok is D-E-E-E Young. Um, as I stated, you guys have mostly found us on TikTok. So if you want to check us out at the P- Quinn podcast, you can follow our link in the bio to check out all of our other socials, including our Patreon. And don't forget to check out Blacklight Animals on Spotify. We're still going to continue to be featuring their music on our episodes. Tell us what you think. If you like the vibe, um, we're really enjoying our time with them and collaborating with them. So uh, let us know what you think. I hope you like it. Yes. Shannon, take it away. Hi, I'm Shannon. Wow, that sounded really, really happy. Um, sound like I was answering a phone. Hi! Um, <laughs> my Instagram is StarryEyes, S-T-A-R-R-Y-Y-E-Y-E-S. E-Y-E-S. E-Y-E-S. And my TikTok is What's Up Shannon. Come stay with it. Yay! I'm uh, Laura Vanessa. Laura with an H at the end, Vanessa with an H at the end. I feel like if I don't say it, it's just like not. They're not going to find you. Know. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they'll find me because I say it every fucking episode, but it's just part of the. But my thing. night is not complete when we record if you don't say it. So yeah, you're right. Anyways, if you're not so. doing it for them, do it for me. You are right. So my handle is at Laura Vanessa. Laura with an H at the end and Vanessa with an H at the end, babies. Hey, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I do want to give like a brief shout out to Summer. <laughs> texted me a few weeks ago she's like i need you to hear the fervor in my voice when i tell you that i want you to talk about will poulter um and i said baby say less absolutely we will and you know what um i think danielle nailed it i think that will might be a recurring theme throughout this fucking season for us (laughs) and i can't wait i'm so excited um so anyways thank you so much for listening come back come back next week We got more. We got more to talk about. See ya. Bye. Bye.